Welcome to another season of Diagnostics Digest. I'm Nathan Sharp, a talent solution specialist focused on the point of care diagnostic space. In this episode, I speak with Krista Ewing, and they are Senior Global Product Manager at Porex Diagnostics and the Filtration Group. In recent chats with Krista, we discussed trends in the market, and I was particularly fascinated by Krista's insight into how Porex and the Filtration Group were trying to advance diagnostics with their superior consistency and manufacturing capabilities. I was excited when I heard their opinions on this topic and couldn't wait to discuss in some more detail for you guys. Let me know what you think. Here it goes. Krista, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. For our listeners of Diagnostic Digest, would you mind just giving a brief introduction to yourself and the company that you are working with? Absolutely. Yes. Again, thanks for having me as well. I'm looking forward to the discussion. Uh, My name is Krista Ewing. I am currently a senior product manager at Porex Corporation, which is part of the filtration group. Um, uh, Right now, we're really excited to be launching our Porex TrueFlow uh, lateral flow uh, materials. Um, But uh, yes, we have historically been working in the diagnostic space um, with a number of manufacturing companies for for quite some time now. So looking forward to talking more about this today. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Obviously, we got connected through uh, your your colleague, uh, Richard, and I came across came well started to learn a little bit more about porex and and the filtration group as well for for anyone that doesn't know do you mind just giving a bit of background into porex as a business and and the products you're working with and 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 where you guys are at right now and then obviously we can we can dive into the the true flow products um straight after that as well absolutely um and when i joined porex um a little over six years ago now um when all of my you know you know, uh, contacts would ask me mm. what it will, who's Porex, what do they do? Um, and it was kind of interesting to see, um, cause everyone that I know has actually used Porex. You just don't necessarily know that you've used Porex. We're, we're yeah. the components in a number of things that, that you just wouldn't realize. So if you, um, for, for a lot of the, um, uh, families out there, if, if you've taken a pregnancy test, you have seen a Porex part. Um, we are the uh, what's known as in the industry, the midstream urine wick on those pregnancy tests. Um, for those um, in the less technical realm, um, basically the part that's going to take that urine um, inside the cassette. Um, we've, we've been doing that uh, basically since the beginning of pregnancy tests, right? Um, for those that aren't in the diagnostic market, um, we even play in a lot of other industries as well. Um, so if you've ever picked up a children's coloring marker, for example, you've mm. used Porex products. Uh, so we're, we're kind of the magic inside, um, even though you don't necessarily uh, remember the name um, because we're, again, working with yeah. these other collaborators and manufacturers um, to provide these components that provide an integral part of the overall mm. device. Yeah, I, I think that's what kind of, um, once I started to explore, um, I guess, Porex as a business, but then obviously I know you're part of the filtration group as well and started to look at all the different business units you have there. It, it's, um, yeah, the, the amount of different industries you, you well, the filtration group covers, but then obviously Porex is is working within and, and working with companies and some obviously large name players in, in the market as well to, to help them kind of work on their products. But it seems like you guys uh, have been working on your own product and the TrueFlow product as well. You you mentioned it in 
in the introduction there. Do you mind just giving us a brief introduction to to that Porex True Flow and I guess its significance and and maybe the idea as well as, as to where it came from? Absolutely. So uh, yes, we're really proud to launch our Porex True Flow this year. And um, to kind of take a step back in time, um, mm. we have, again, I just mentioned our pregnancy tests and, and we've basically been playing in this lateral flow space for some time now, but really what, what came, where this kind of came to fruition is throughout the COVID, um, right? That just kind of changed the game for a number of people in a, a variety of different ways. But mm-hmm. for us in, in the lateral flow space, that's when we really started to see a lot of these challenges that our customers were facing really really come to light, right? There was yeah. so much increased demand. So some of these things just became so much more apparent very quickly than, than they would have his, you know, traditionally. So we, we started hearing a lot of, you know, just uh, as we're working with our, our partners in these spaces, we started hearing a lot more about complaints with uh, inconsistencies of glass fiber. Mm. And if you think about it, um, it, this really makes sense. It makes sense, particularly in the lateral flow space, because that if for anyone who's taken a COVID test, which I think is everyone at this point, um, (laughs) that lateral flow strip is actually quite small, right? We're we're performing a very complex reaction in a really tight space, right? Mm -hmm. And what the materials that we're providing to these customers and and our competitors as well, right? They're they're, we're supplying these on big rolls, right? So -hmm. if you think about it, if there's an inconsistency in a roll of material, but you're, you know, basically chopping that down into little tiny pieces. Now, all of a sudden, you know, part number one doesn't look anything like part number 1001. And so, you know, those things start really becoming more and more apparent. And especially when you're talking about the volume of that, that people were producing these tests in COVID. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, some of those things just started becoming more and more apparent. Um, And then also, again, when we're talking about COVID um, and the mass number that were being produced, uh, the strength of glass fiber also is something that is uh, a challenge to work with, right? So so there's several components throughout that strip. Um, Glass fiber is just one of the common ones that are used. There certainly are other materials um, Mm. that are used, but uh, that that message just became more and more apparent that particularly the the when they set it when you're setting these up on these you know real to real manufacturing systems to to get mm-hmm. those um, overall strips designed uh, at that large scale um, if if those needed to be wetted which again if you think about it you know we got to get those reagents on those on those materials somehow mm-hmm. that's you know we're going to put down some sort of antibody um, you know et cetera your your different reagents you you have to perform that in the wet state even though we're going to then dry that down when you get the test at your home right yeah. um so basically delivering the reagent to these pads to for them to then hold them um until you're ready to take the test um that's another thing that um as those manufacturers are wetting these reagents down and then they've got them on these systems mm. um they're under tensile strength right so they're basically tearing apart and and becoming something that's just creating a lot of challenge in that manufacturing setting as well yeah so we we kept hearing about that and, and we were um said well we gosh we we know how to f- fix these problems. We're, we're material experts here. Yeah. Um, so we, we basically that that's kind of where it started from. Right. Um, and we, okay. uh, designed truth flow to, to kind of help combat some of those challenges that we were seeing, uh, particularly with glass fiber. Um, and certainly even though we don't see quite as much of the, the COVID, um, implications in today's world, as we did maybe a few years ago, uh, certainly, um, this applies 
throughout all, all of lateral flow tests, right? As, as mm-hmm. people are looking at other tests as, uh, as, as uh, certainly still applicable here, right? Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. I, I, can, I can see exactly where the need has, has come from and obviously being so close to, the, I guess, the source of the problem and hearing it directly from those, those companies that, that are working with the reagents and actually trying to uh, produce the tests and, and helping them with the material side. I can see why you would then, be like okay well look we can there's a problem here we can if anyone's going to fix this it's probably coming back to the source and and, and that would be would be you guys in, in terms of i guess the 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 timeline or how this has gone about kind of coming to fruition if you will do you mind just talking me through a little bit of that and maybe some of the challenges i guess you guys have have potentially faced and and then how that's um how that's led you to actually having having the product uh, ready to be kind of launched this year, really? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. So I, again, I go back to the pregnancy test example and, and truly at our core, we, we know that we are good at making materials and making them consistent and doing that at a large volume scale based on our historic um, experience in, in those midstream urine wicks. But what we needed to do is understand a little bit more about the different components in the lateral flow strip. And, and as you can think about it, the where the sample intake is happening and what's needed there versus um, the conjugate pad, which is where you, for those that are less familiar with lateral flow, that's where the the signal is basically coming from, right? When you when you take that COVID test and you you see that flow front coming across, mm-hmm. you, you've got to get your signal from somewhere kind of upstream of that. Yeah. Um, then you have the readout on the nitrocellulose. And, and, and lastly, you have a pad to kind of absorb everything and drive that flow across the strip. So we basically needed to understand a little bit more about some of these other components within the strip and which of our material platforms really work the best for each of those components. Mm-hmm. And so we basically could uh, needed to understand and worked a lot with a lot of great uh, partners that we've had over the years to, mm-hmm. to dive in and understand a little bit more about the important aspects of those different parts of the pad. And also um, just ba- back to kind of, again, what are their challenges with the current materials? I, I highlighted a lot of the ones of glass fiber, but just really diving in and understanding all the all of the things that are really needed, right? And basically what we came to is again, back to that more consistent flow. And that's that's been a real key for us that we've seen as an improvement of our materials versus all of the historic materials that have been used. And, and if you think about it, that really makes a lot of sense. This is commonly something that's measured as capillary, capillary rise. And if you think about it, back to my analogy on, you know, this, this large scale of, of materials that they're buying and what what's actually produced in the strip is, you know, something that's, you know, maybe, you know, four or five centimeters wide. Right. So if you look at capillary rise and if you take that little strip of material and, and you're, and it takes five seconds to do it one time, but seven seconds, the next, you're actually changing the available time for all of those antibodies to interact with the sample. Mm. Right. So some of those consistency things started becoming more and more apparent and the ability of our materials to really be very specific and, and not have a lot of variation across a lot, but also between lots. Right. Um, and so that was really where a lot of the core of our work, um, it was really placed is, is making sure that we have that consistency. So that way, as these assay developers are working on their new developments, they can now focus on, you know, what biomarker they want to choose and what antibody they want to choose. Now they don't have to worry about the inconsistencies of the materials, um, Mm. because we've done that for them. Yeah. I guess it then allows them to, like you say, focus on the, okay, well, what let's get this back to the kind of 
okay, we really want to be looking at detecting this for with this test and let's focus on how we're going to build the assay and, and, and get that uh, right detection point and things like that. And naturally then the actual material that's at such a high quality and can be kind of reproduced at a high level and the flow consistency is all there from, from your perspective as well. Um, so then, like you say, it really allows them to, to, to focus on what they're good at and, and developing the assays. Absolutely. And that's something we see across the industry in diagnostics, right? Um, not just in our lateral flow, even though that's the focus of what we're talking today. Yeah, if you have yeah. a consistent material and a consistent supplier, that, then that leaves you free to worry about some of the other parts of your assay. You, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, your supplier not going to have that um have that material available uh, is yeah. another important part that we saw in COVID, right? Yeah. Um, so you you not only have the consistent supply, but then the material itself is consistent. So so both things are really important. And talk me through some of the because I know a lot of this, and if people are looking to start to look at the materials they're using, they may be looking for a cost saving on their of working with a manufacturer or working with a product like this. Talk me through some of all. I guess to define some of the cost saving maybe advantages of the true flow for rapid test manufacturers, if you would. Again, you know, we talked a lot about in- inconsistency of glass fiber and and certainly I've I've worked with a number of partners that that do a lot of incoming tests, right, to make sure that they are using consistent material. So they may have to completely, you know, throw to the side a lot that's that's not going to be compatible for them. Maybe even if it is compatible, right? That once they put that on the reel to reel, it back to that problem with the glass fiber went breaking, right? If it gets wet and it breaks while you've got it on this manufacturing platform, you know, you, yeah. you can you're gonna have a lot of waste there too, right? If it breaks in the middle of a roll, you can't necessarily reset that up. And so you've got all that downtime on the where you should be making products that that you have to work with. Um, mm. But then you also have all the cleanup and the waste, right? You're, you're basically throwing away some of the material because it's not either fitting your needs or it's, you know, breaking on the line and you, and you basically have no other choice. Um, but then on the flip side of that, the kind of the smaller one that, that, that's still relevant, but, but not quite as obvious is mm-hmm. just as that glass fiber, since it does have less strength, it's, it's going to shed a little bit in the machines, right? So I've talked to a number mm-hmm. of partners that even if they don't have the catastrophic failure, if you will, of, of the roll breaking, they still have to take time to basically, you know, set down the machines and clean them out because they've got all this glass fiber that's shed inside the machine. They, and they don't, yeah. you know, not only from, you know, the productivity standpoint, if you think about it from just, you know, an operator that's, that's working with the uh, machine, you, you don't yeah. want to be breathing glass fiber, right? So, so it's, uh, there's a lot of impacts there that, that um, some are very direct cost savings and, and some are more indirect. Absolutely. And I can completely see that as well. What I'm really conscious of is as well, like I've spoken to a lot of people, well, I've spoken to a few different people from Porex and what has kind of struck me about the company, and I know I'm getting away from the products here, but I think you'll see its relevance here. I've, everyone I've spoken to, including including yourself, Krista, is seems all pulling in the same direction and seems very kind of honed in on what you guys are trying to achieve and the benefits you can play within the diagnostics market. You all seem very kind of clued up, efficient, um, and kind of, like I said before, pulling in the same direction. Do you mind just talking me through, I guess, what those teams look like to to be able to, I guess, deliver a product like this at such a high level? Because naturally, you're going to have some some really talented people there that are obviously putting a lot of time into 
developing this product, but obviously working with your kind of uh, your partners as well. Absolutely. And and that's been one of the really interesting things that I've gotten to witness in my time with Porex is uh, we basically went from, as I mentioned at the, the start of the discussion, um, yeah. you know, we, we even work with coloring markers, right? Um, mm. So, you know, when I first started with Porex, we, we certainly all had our focus areas, um, but not uh, about two years ago, we really kind of took that a step further and really segmented our businesses to really make sure that all of the people within each of these business units is really truly focused on that application. So mm. my, myself and our team, um, we are all specifically focused on diagnostic applications. So mm-hmm. whether you're talking to me on the product side, or you're talking to our product development engineer, each mm. each person in our team has specifically been focused on our diagnostic applications and our diagnostic partners. And that really just gives us the ability to have these deeper conversations. So uh, someone like myself, I actually come from a laboratory background, yeah. but um, and a number of my teammates have as well. All of our team are very specifically focused on diagnostic applications, whether it be for sample collection, preparation. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. really worked in detail with develop these different um, products for our for our partners. So we really do, we know a lot about what specifically it takes to play in the diagnostic market. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I And I can see that as well. I think, like I said before, having spoken to a couple of people, you can really see how almost like laser focused you are on what you're trying to achieve and how you can be efficient with it. But also like, yeah, there's a difference between being efficient and potentially like missing things or there's just being really efficient and being right on the on the mark with what you're trying to uh, do and the whole team knows that and everyone's kind of really focused on it um because I, I think that plays a big part in making a, a product like this successful as well um if you don't have everyone there pulling in the right direction and and you don't have a, a great team behind you I think it's hard to potentially deliver a product like, like this Absolutely. And I think, you know, yeah, it goes all the way from, you know, the development stage all the way to, you know, on the manufacturing floor, our, our team is, you know, mm-hmm. committed because they know the importance of the quality of these materials that are going out the door. They know that if we misdiagnose someone with cancer, right, that that's, mm-hmm. you know, we, obviously, you know, there's a yeah. lot of other pro- pieces of the puzzle that our partners have to do to make that happen. But we certainly don't want it to be because our filtrate our filtration material didn't perform correctly, right? So yeah. so every single person on the team knows the importance of the components that we supply into this industry and, mm-hmm. and knows what they're what they're accomplishing um, and really stands behind our product. Yeah. And talk to me then a little bit about, I guess, the potential. You, you've touched on it, but I, I really want to focus on how this can potentially push things forward within the lateral flow space, the diagnostic space. Talk to me through the potential impact of having a, 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 a product like the Porex True Flow. Absolutely. And I think that's really where a lot of the excitement comes, right? Um, you know, COVID, again, really pushed forward a lot of this at-home testing, right? Uh, before yeah. it was, I, I always used the pregnancy test example. Now I can use the pregnancy test and the COVID example, right? People are so much more comfortable with this technology, right? They understand a little bit more about how it works. People, you know, before COVID, you know, I don't think that anyone really knew, except for if you were from the lab or from the industry, you don't know what PCR is. Then all of a sudden it's on the news yeah. every single day, right? Yeah. So people are just so much more familiar, which, which I think is going to be great because now that we've, you know, seen that push with familiarity and, and things like, you know, being able to, you know, talk to your doctor from your computer at home that didn't exist. Right. That really opens Mm. up the space for us to do more of this at home testing. 
And yeah. with you know improvements in things like TrueFlow and our materials, now we have the ability to get more sensitive and, and do more quantitative testing, right? Mm-hmm. So all of these things have to work together, right, to, to really move that overall diagnostic element to, to bring it you know, quicker and easier for, for people, right? The, yep. the faster I can do it and the easy it is for me, um, then the more likely I am to, to make that test and then talk to my doctor and, and, you know, get, move forward in my healthcare. Right. And mm. assay developers, again, as we mentioned earlier, they've got a lot to consider to improve these tests, you know, back yeah. to the biomarkers or what antibodies they want to use. Right. So the more that we can do on our side, on the material side, because that's equally important, mm-hmm. um, you know, being able to have that consistent flow that we've already discussed, right? Um, back to the filtration example that I used also, right? If we can make sure we're filtering out the contaminants so that way we can increase sensitivity of the tests because we've got a better ability to, to only let our analyte through, yeah. um, you know, all of these things, you know, it, it certainly takes, you know, better, um, it, it takes all, all of these things working together, right? We can't have the wrong biomarker or the wrong analyte with our materials and, and have a good test. But I argue that the materials are equally important because if we're, if we're not filtering the sample correctly, or if, or if we're not you know flowing at the same rate every single time in a test, we're going to see that variation. And we mm-hmm. all know from a lab perspective, you know, variation is, is not a good thing, right? Whether it be yeah. your material, whether it be your antibody, it's got to perform the same way every time so that yep. we can have that improved sensitivity and specificity. And we just, um, yeah, we're really excited about the ability of our materials to help improve those tests. Yeah, absolutely. And I can, I can see exactly why. And I'm, I'm sure that uh, the partners and, and you guys have, have obviously been working really hard on, on getting it to this point. I mean, what, what does the next, uh, let's say, six months looks like in terms of a, of, a, of a rolling this out? I know you said launching this year, but what does that look like now for the product? And and where are you starting to, to see success with this? And what, what are the kind of next steps, if you will? Absolutely. And I think that's where one of the other excitements of this product comes. Uh, again, we've kind of touched on it in a, f- in a few different ways, but maybe less directly that Porks does a lot of custom solutions for a lot of large volume suppliers, right? I, I, I'm, you know, we're daily working with all of the large players in the industry, but yeah. we also want to make sure that we're adequately supplying to some of the startups of the world, right? We, we agree that that's where a lot of innovation is happening as well. And so one of the nice things about TrueFlow is, is taking our very custom-driven Porex business model and allowing mm-hmm. for some of these other groups to get access to our materials as well. So right now, if any of your listeners are listening to this, um, historically, I would have been able to send them some conceptual samples, but we would have had to really work on more custom solutions for them. Yeah. Uh, now, if they contact me, if they if they hear me and they want to email me after this podcast, I can say, let me send you a pack of 50 sheets um, mm. right now. And they can order those and they can develop and they can feel confident about the supply that they're getting because now we can also do kind of that smaller scale in addition yeah. to the larger volumes that we know that we're good at. So mm. we're just opening up that opportunity to everyone that needs to be able to have access to these materials, whether it be kind of on that smaller scale, just ordering a pack of 50 sheets, or if you are one of the larger suppliers and you need tons and tons of rolls of that, uh, mm. we now can kind of stretch both sides of that and be able to deliver a product to, to, to basically the entire world at this point. So that's been yeah. a lot of the excitement is really making it a little bit easier kind of on that more scale up side of things, right? Yeah. Um, as you're stepping through the stones, right? We know that you don't go from, you know, the bench top assay to millions and millions of products overnight. It, yeah. it takes some scale. And so that that's been a really exciting part of this is really trying to help make that process easier for the developers themselves. 
Yeah, and it's it's about I think it's it's really quite refreshing to hear that because I think sometimes having no well know a lot of startups in the space that are just starting to maybe source external uh, products or, or work with people like yourself. I think sometimes they look at companies that are maybe they're like, oh, they only will work with your big name players because they just want to do kind of your high value stuff. They just want to really kind of focus on that. And they're not, they're not kind of there for us to be able to go and work with or at least on a, on a product like this that obviously has high quality and can really kind of push the needle forward a little bit when it comes to, to, to the product. Um, so the fact that you guys are focusing on, on both aspects of that and potentially growing with a company and being on a journey with a company um, it, it is really good to hear. And I know there's definitely, companies out there that um will benefit from having a partner like that and i know the from your perspective as well dealing with those those uh, partners individually will will obviously take different uh time constraints and aspects like that but the fact you guys are quite well set up to to be able to do that is 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 good to hear i think from a, an industry perspective Absolutely. And, and it's fun for us, again, um, being a supplier, you know, we don't necessarily disclose a lot of the exciting things that I get to see on a daily basis. But as I've continued to work with some of these groups, I, I get to hear about, oh, well, we've used the material in just this slightly different way. And I get to understand a little bit more about what they're working on today and, and what that yeah. impact has as that moves forward. And that that is absolutely so much fun, right? Um, not not everything's going to be a COVID test. Good goodness, we we don't want that, right? We don't no, necessarily no. need that again, right? <laughs> but we but we do want to be able to help play and 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 as people continue to bring these tests to at at home settings and we continue mm-hmm. to bring these tests to the doctor's office, so that there's not mm-hmm. that delay between being diagnosed and being able to treat, right? It's that though. Those types of things are very exciting, and, and we want to be able to help everyone that's that's trying to do that, you know, in, in very novel ways and with you know very unique applications and different, you know, like I said, different biomarkers, et cetera. Right? We want to be able to help in all of these different areas, and uh, as we continue to see, like I said, things like PCR be able to make it to you know an at-home setting, and and we continue to see all of these exciting trends, uh, being able to play and, and help support all of those different things is is very uh, exciting to to me. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I I think anybody that's listened to this will would and has the need to to reach out to you, they definitely will, and I'm sure they will. Uh, having heard you speak through the product and 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 the company and things like that, um, do, do you mind just talking through if if people do want to reach out, what's the best way to for them to to get in touch with yourself or with one of the team? What, what's the best way to do that? Absolutely. Um, certainly, you can go straight to our website, www.porex.com. And there you're going to see a nice overview of all the things you, we do. We've got, even got a, a, a nice little place where you can look at some of the samples that we provide kind of for that preliminary testing. Um, you can reach out to us that way. Um, you can find me. I'm you know, on LinkedIn, et cetera. Um, Obviously, if they're pulling it from the newsletter as well, then, then we'll, we'll pop it on there as well. So yeah, people will be able to get straight in touch okay. with with yourself um but then yeah i think obviously people going to the to the website and having a look through the products and and, and kind of the facilities that you guys have got as well because i know you really pride yourselves on on your facilities and and the quality that they work at and the efficiency they work at as well so i'm sure people can go and have a look at that and, and see the infrastructure that's i guess behind porex and behind the, the true flow product as well absolutely and we've got uh, again a lot more illustrative content on some of the things that I'm describing verbally, right? We've got some, if you go to our website and look at the true flow mm-hmm. brochures, you can look at some of these things where I've talked about flow rates and, and yeah. things and the variability and the 
tensile strength, right? I've got a lot of those things in a, in a more visual format. So yeah. definitely encourage people to go and, and check those out. Um, so you can kind of, kind of see what I'm talking about a little bit more. And um, yeah, of course, you know, lastly, you know, the, the biggest thing, if, if this is interesting to anybody that's listening, um, mm. you know, reach out to me for samples, right? No, nothing says it yeah. like being able to get something in your hand and test it on your own. So we definitely have samples available for those that, that want to see and try these materials. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I, I, I'm sure people will. And hopefully a few people listening to this will reach out. I know there's, there's a lot of people within the, the listenership and, and, and the newsletter that definitely are at that stage where they potentially could be looking for a partner like this or looking to just at least kind of explore the product in a bit more detail as well um well, well look Krista I, I think you you've given I know you said go to the website to get get a bit, bit more of a visual aspect to these products but I think you've done a, an excellent job at giving an insight into a fairly technical product and, and and the journey it's been on so far so so thank you for giving that insight I guess into Porex and into the TrueFlow product as well Thank you so much for your time as well. It was a pleasure to get to talk about this topic. It's it's a very exciting uh, thing that we've been working on and we're happy to share it with the world. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm looking forward to seeing, I guess, some of the partners that end up using it and, and some of the companies that can obviously uh, benefit from using it as well. So look, thank you for your time, Krista. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I look forward to speaking soon. Likewise. Me again. If you're still listening, then a quick note to say thanks. And to let you know that if you want loads more insight like those discussed here, plus a chance to feature your business, share info on your innovative technologies, or find out the latest news in our market, then subscribe to my newsletter using the link in the comments on this podcast. Catch up soon.